Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. It is great to have you, and we're excited to be back from our break. This episode is brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. Look, it snowed in Cleveland last week, and it's 80 degrees today. Zabo has something for every season for every Cleveland sports team. Check them out. Cleveland-based, veteran-owned, SZABOapparel.com. Today's episode, Raleigh and I break the biggest news we've ever broken and talk about the offseason and plenty more. Let's get into it. Let's go. The Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Party on, Raleigh, and party on, Kevin. Hey! Dogs of War, Dogs of War podcast. Cleveland Browns. It's the offseason. It's time to talk brown stuff with your excellent co-host, Raleigh. And with him, as always, is equally excellent co-host, Kevin. Browns confirmed, Raleigh. Browns confirmed Kevin. Dogs of War! Kevin, we did it. We sold out. We sure as heck sold out. To an extent. To an extent. Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast for the, what are we going to call this then? Pre-season. Pre-season three of the Dogs of War podcast. You got Kevin. And I'm Raleigh. Oh, buddy. Welcome back to our old friends. Welcome to our new friends. We're excited to be here. We got some big news to drop. We are an affiliate of Fansided. What are we? Partners with Fansided? We have officially signed with the Fansided Network of Podcasts. They are starting a podcast network with a lot of podcasts on it already. I would prefer, I think it's partner. Yes, partner. That sounds more wealthy and powerful. So Raleigh and I we signed a contract. Make that clear that we had to sign a contract and there were lawyers involved. Shouts out to our lawyer too. Great dude. Shout out Craig. I think I still owe you for the the bottle of booze we had to sign him, but we'll talk about that after the episode. Um so again, we're not gonna sit here and, and spend a ton of time on this. It's obviously big news, but we signed with the network. Raleigh and I started this podcast two summers ago because we wanted to start giving our own take and our own style to our most beloved team, the Cleveland Browns. And we took it as far as we could as two independent half idiots. And fortunately, thanks to all you fantastic listeners, we get to take it up a notch now. And we shed our amateur status. And now we have signed literally with the fan-sided network, which you all might recognize from what website, Raleigh? Dog Pound Daily, Kevin. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you go to that website lately? You know, I did. I looked up a Browns article. I Googled Browns stuff. And it took me to this article. It said, Dog Pound Daily, who are these guys? And I clicked on the article. I read it. And guess whose podcast was embedded halfway through that article? Was it the Dogs of War? It was the Dogs of War podcast, Kevin. You are correct. So this is where people might get a little confused. We are not a part of that website, per se. We are not. I, we don't even know a single person on that website, Fansided it also owns that website. And so because of that, our podcast is going to be featured on that website. Hopefully that makes sense. It's pretty simple. Not that you care. Not that anyone cares, but I, I just think that'd be a little I've had a few questions about that. But actually, uh besides like some of our friends and family, no one actually knows this until right now. Yeah. We haven't told anybody. Big news. Kevin and audience. Uh, for those of you that are new here, which hopefully there's a ton of you that are new here. Um, millions. Millions. But the old school folk, you know what I'm talking about. Um, 
we're not really sports analysts. We just a couple of passionate fans who use movie quotes a lot. Well, I do. You don't know shit about movies. Um, probably should swear. True. I don't know if we're allowed to swear. Warlock. Okay. Um, and we celebrate the team, the players, and above all else, the fans of the we Cleveland saw- Browns franchise. Amen. We saw we started this two summers ago. We saw a very stale atmosphere for our beloved team, and we wanted to put our own style on it, and that's what we did. And again, now that we, because of everyone involved, we get to bump it up a little bit here, and we're going straight for the stars. Can we play that old intro song right now? Let's do it real quick. that song and i miss that song i miss the browns we had a nice little uh wow do i miss that team a little podcast break if you will little browns break i don't know about you but every year if the browns when they you know they get mathematically eliminated from the playoffs like week six in the earlier 2010s like once it's over you're kind of like okay yeah a break is something that I need. Last year was the most exciting year in decades. And then when it's over, I had never felt, I just felt so empty. I'm like, dude, we're just chasing the dragon. Like, is there any winning with being a fan of this franchise? Like they do well and you're just heartbroken because they didn't, you know, win it all, I guess. And then when they suck, you're, I don't know. It's a, it's a mind bender, if you will. Back, like you said, when we would be mathematically eliminated by Halloween for the 20 seasons before Baker got here, Baker and crew got here, you watch. we still watch every game, but we were hate-watching. I've never hate-watched. I'm more like... Oh, I hate-watched the organization, not the players on the field. Like I, just, I hated so many things, and I know hate's a strong word, but not only is this... I mean, we have this great hangover from success... We also have had the best offseason of any team so far. Um, don't even get me started on the Patriots. Our offseason has been the best in the NFL. A dream come true, if you will. That's a sick podcast nice. episode name, and it's got a double meaning because of the selling out dream come true and the, the offseason. Basically, guys wanted to come here. That is a dream come true. Good players wanted to come here. That good, is players, good players turned down more money elsewhere to come to Cleveland. Let's say that one more time. Good players turn down more money to come play for the Browns. Uh, uh, be Is anyone else speechless right now? No, I am. Oh, I'm oh. also very aroused. Yep. That's uh, now you said it accurately. We're going to get into some Brown stuff here. But before we do that, as most podcast people do, we talk about things in life that matter. It's the most We've cliche. Yeah. When's our last episode? Two months ago? Six weeks? I haven't we, whenever the last, yeah, whenever the last game was. No, you and I still talk. We haven't talked to our, our beloved friends here that are listening in a long time. Um, well, actually, you did you did disappear for a couple weeks. I, I turned off the inst- – I didn't turn it off. I just stopped posting for a little bit. No, Shit. but like when your, when your hometown best friends are texting me, hey, do you know where Raleigh is? And I have absolutely no idea. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize you'd been gone for two weeks. We were both just like not thinking about the Browns for a little while. But, yeah, you just fell off the map, and I applaud it because I, I, did, this, I did the same thing. I was in Florida. Oh, man. I got out of the Midwest for – I worked a week in Florida for some reason. Like, 
I'm so proud of my company for saying, hey, do you want to do the exact same thing you do from your house, but in Florida? And I said, yes. I went down early that weekend, like the weekend before the work week started, golfed my ass off, stayed the weekend after, golfed my ass off, rented a convertible. It was so, so awesome and sunny and beautiful. You bought a convertible outfit too, did you not? I bought a con- yeah, I had a convertible outfit because you don't just rent a convertible without uh, – no. The, it was kind of like a 70s fly collar, Miami Vice, not Miami Vice. Yeah, Miami Vice or Vice City GTA look. Yeah, that was uh, one of the happiest weeks of my life. And it was great to just kind of be unplugged from the Instagram machine for the most part. There were a shit ton of off-season moves that week, so, you know. But I figured, yeah, we'll get to it eventually. Podcast, we're coming back. What would you get into? So, let's see. Since we podcasted last... Uh, two things. We'll talk about it. I got the vaccine. Both. I'm done. How'd that well, go? You know, because I, I had COVID. I don't know if we ever talked about this in the podcast. I know we don't talk a whole lot about personal personal stuff. I did have COVID. I don't know. I think it was November at some point. I got the antibody blood test at right before Thanksgiving, and I tested positive for antibodies. They said, you've had it recently, but I never had – I was asymptomatic, so I had it. I'm no doctor, just so people know. Disclaimer. I will be shocked if I know not everyone's going to get tested. I feel like everyone or most people have had it at some point. Yeah. And yeah. just not many of like more, more than not, obviously are, are asymptomatic. Not saying that just cause I had it, but I feel like at some point, like there's just no way people, unless you stayed inside that entire, this entire time, I don't know how you have not had it at some point. Now, granted, again, this is my personal opinion. I don't want people flying in the DMs and trying to be all the Instagram doctors like some people are trying to be nowadays, but uh, that's my opinion. But we'll get there. I, too, went to Florida last week, Miami, landed in Miami, then went down to the Keys uh, for four or five nights, and it was glorious. Now, let me ask you this. I love going to Florida. It's been a while since I've been down there. I love it because you can literally just sit there. What? Okay, back that up. People in Florida, I'm not talking about the Miami nightclubs. I mean, like down in the Keys or anywhere else. You can literally wear whatever you want out to dinner or the bars, and no one even looks twice at you. You could walk in in a clown suit. You could walk in in just a Speedo. Not that I did either. Well, you wouldn't know if I did. You could pretend I did. And no one cares. It's great. People, you can like literally just go to the beach all day, throw on a tank or a jersey, and keep your swimsuit on, and go right into a bar, or restaurant, and eat. And then it, it's that's why I love Florida. But my question to you: Could you do that speed of Florida full time right now? Uh, when you say the speed, the lifestyle speed down there, it's just very laissez-faire. That's, no one cares. So I was in Miami for. Uh, most of it, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Miami and Fort Lauderdale are pretty much the same. We went out for St. Patrick's Day and there was no social distancing. I'm like, oh, I'm getting the vaccine eventually, whatever. That oh, yeah. Intense. The Miami itself, they're like a, it was like a nightclub the whole time. Then I went up to Orlando and the convertible. That was sick. That was, uh, how long is that drive? It was like, <laughs> for most people, four hours. I think I did it in about two five oh, at a convertible. I, I've never driven that irresponsibly in my life, just hauling ass, passing people on the right. Felt like a douche, but I felt so powerful in that Ford Mustang. It would have been sweet if you had ran off that highway into the ocean and lived, of course. I don't want you to die. That would have been a great video and content. So 
Well, it probably would have become because I was like recording myself. And I don't know if insurance is going to cover that, which that insurance was a rip off the per diem. Um, anyway, what I was saying is the Orlando folk that I was around had a Midwest feel to it. Yeah, I feel because that's like a vacation, like that's a vacation spot though. It's Disney World. I'm talking if you go to like where the locals are, like a place like Key Largo. Yeah, I, sta- Key I stayed. With, I stayed with the locals in Orlando. All right, but I, just some parts of Florida, you know, I, I that's why people go to the retire, go there to retire. Obviously, is because it is the slowest moving pace, and it's great for like a week. I cannot do that full time right now. Ooh, Brown segue. Uh, didn't Teller and his wife Carly Teller now? She Carly Teller now? Yeah, so that was that was bizarre. So okay. this is kind of funny. And nothing I'm saying has not already been posted publicly on her Instagram or anywhere. So it's not like I'm like revealing any secrets or privacy stuff here. So I went down, I was in Key Largo, and we had Wyatt and Wyatt Teller and now Carly Teller on the podcast a few months ago just to talk football, their engagement, their wedding. And, you know, we didn't, obviously we didn't pry into where you guys getting married or because it's none of our business. It's none of your business. Any, anyone listening out there. But they said they're doing like a destination wedding. So I figured obviously somewhere south, maybe in the island somewhere, who knows. But I didn't think that COVID is kind of restricting, obviously, much travel still. So I'm in Key Largo. We got there Wednesday of last week. And I'm just sitting there. Uh, we had an amazing house right on the water, water ocean front. And I'm just looking at Instagram. And Carly uh, is posting from key largo bungalows and i was like wait a second there, there can't be there's maybe there's two key largos maybe i'm like maybe there's like a key largo like bahamas right this is my i'm just like this can't be real so then i i, I click it and no uh all her wedding posts from the last couple of days and like the way her and wyatt were getting married a mile down the street from where i was staying so right off the jump so i texted you um i was like this is uh slightly awkward because we just we had them on the podcast to talk about the wedding and now i'm just accidentally unintentionally like down the street in key largo on the same weekend they're getting married i was like i hope these folks don't think i'm some kind of creep or weirdo but it was hilarious because then we we drove by the place they were staying there where they get married at like a hundred times in the next few days i was just laughing every time i'm like this is the most bizarre unintentionally small world ever uh so congrats to the tellers and you know key Lago was a great place but then you tried to grab the microphone and make a speech you jackass uh yeah no we yeah i i would not uh the number one offensive lineman in the league plays for the browns white teller yeah that's one of the last weddings i would ever want to interfere with yeah he would just he's uh, a very large mammal who kills alligators now yeah that's a different yeah that's Oh my God! Yeah, White Teller basically killed an alligator with his bare hands, legally, mind you, and it was all over the internet. It was kind of awesome. I'm sure they're getting a lot of PETA uh, flack, which I don't want any residual PETA flack. So I am not su- celebrating it or condoning it, but it was kind of awesome. No, you and I are way too scared to go alligator hunting, so we can't condone it, or we we can't not condone it, but we can't say we would ever do it ourselves. Uh, I did get stuck on a jet ski a mile out in the Atlantic Ocean. How'd that go? Uh, we were told to go gun it straight out if we wanted to see dolphins and turtles and stuff. Fortunately, I did not know until we get a mile out and the engine just dies. It blows. The the dashboard of the jet ski said maintenance required and shut off. Thank God 
and we're far out. It's choppy, and we had no phones. Uh, Apple Watch was not at no service. We tried like nine one one. There's some boat on like the horizon, so stand up. And I'm flagging it and waving it down, like please God, I hope they can see my massive biceps reflecting off the water. Uh, guy rolls up. Shout out, free ad, C Tech, S C A T E C. It's this guy that owns. Uh, a fishing gear slash boat manufacturing company. He rolled up, tugged us back to shore, towed us back to shore, whatever you call it. Uh, so that's why he deserves a free ad. But we were screwed. I, if he didn't come by, we were so far out. And I didn't know until after we got rescued that how many bull sharks are out right there in that area. The locals were like, are you guys stupid? Like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm not stupid. These two, these idiots that were giving us these jet skis clearly are. Because uh, then we found out later that night, uh, we met up with some people that we had met there in the Keys, and we were just out of the bar with them. And they were like, "What'd you guys do today?" I'm like, oh, we had a little, uh, we had a little jet ski issue. They're like, "Oh, us too." We went to some place called I'm not gonna say the name of where we rented the jet skis from, um, and we had this orange one, and it just kind of like blew up on us out there. And I was like, "Oh." We had that same orange one from that same place, and they let us rent it a few hours after you guys. Funny that. So, yeah, uh, Florida, great place. Uh, getting stuck on a jet ski that far out in shark-infested waters, not so great. Overall, still an amazing trip. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, – my jaw is kind of open. That's insane. Um, glad you didn't die. The show, I don't know if the show would have gone on, but it would have taken a huge setback. So it would take, at least give me if I would have I hope you'd done like a week like memorial or something. Oh, like there, take there, take there a week been, off. There would have been a huge shout out for multiple episodes. All right. Um but oh I got my vaccine too. Um a couple was it week and a half ago? Which no, one did you get? This past week. The Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. I got the Moderna. Mo Money Moderna. Uh my wife, Kate, shout out Kate. She has been all over trying to get this vaccine not for us because we're afraid of us but because of her parents i get that but dude she to like schedule it there's all these people trying to schedule at the same time so she had my phone out and her phone out and you're there's like ten thousand spots thirty thousand people and she like clicks the button as soon as one opens i unfortunately was the one that got it she hasn't received it yet which i'm like just take my spot, whatever. Um, she put that I had a underlying health condition. I was like, Kate, I didn't want you to lie to take somebody with an underlying health condition spot. Which did oh, you man, to- I think we could find something wrong with you very easily, I'm sure. Well, and, for, like, and with me. We I, could go mental. So we could do a lot of things here with you and I. I found that on the drive to the place. You get there, it's like a big abandoned like storage place, whatever you go. And there's a ton of troops. They're administrating the 500 tables of people doing the vaccines. You go like ID your proof of appointment, all of this stuff. And then it's a little overwhelming. It's not that bad, but I sat down and this lady goes, what's your underlying health condition? And I just panicked under my mask. And I said, obesity. And she, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I, I swear to God. And she, she literally like checks me out and she goes, huh? Like she made a sound like, I don't know if it was a, huh? Or like a, huh? I, but then I was like, wait, she'd like agreed to it. Um, anyway, I got the shot, but 
you don't you're not obese like you got to do something better than that that's like saying i don't know that's just the most i'm not good at luck well i mean good for you it works i'm not i'm not obese but i'm i'm not i'm like 20 pounds away from regular fat do do you think and i'm not i'm not defending that because i've never heard i heard people like they're begging people to get these shots so i've never heard of anyone even asked for an id or reason do you think she asked you that to make sure that whatever you quote unquote condition was it wouldn't be it wouldn't have an adverse effect because of the shot going in you perhaps i haven't spent a whole lot lot on it i mean i was like i didn't want to be like well i I can leave and come back i'm like i'm getting this shot once well goddamn twice two weeks from now whatever um but i was just like after all of these things the most important reason to me of getting this shot is so that I can stop hearing about it in my household about how we need to get the shots. If that not to be insensitive to those issues dealing with real COVID issues, like I'm not, I get it is a real thing. I don't think it's a conspiracy, but I'm just like, I don't care, but I got it. And uh, life goes on. Yeah. Uh, and I know we said this before, we have never and will never make fun of, anything COVID related we'll maybe crack like jokes about ourselves to keep it lighthearted but do what you want look hey if you don't want to get a shot that's fine we support that uh if you want to get a shot we support that just don't look down on the other side of things like if you are getting the shot you don't have to turn around and try to be some doctor to people who aren't getting the shot and those aren't getting the shot you have to try and sell the whatever it is to the ones that are getting shot does that make sense he's Everyone, you know what? Mind your business. That's what it all comes down to. We say that here all the time. I take it back. The most important thing to me in getting the shot and making sure that the NFL season and the Browns road to eternal glory does not get canceled due to like a, another wave of COVID or some bullshit. We did, our, we did all we could to contribute to that. So you and I are fully in the green now for that. Segway into Brown stuff. We love segways. First segue of the third season. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about these off season. <laughs> let's talk about these off season moves, huh? Uh, yeah, but oh, w- sorry. Back, jump back real quick. Uh, good luck with that second shot. I was glued to my couch for like twelve hours. Couldn't move. It's just so nice to finally have a grown, mature, competent organization from top to bottom. Yeah, it seems like they all communicate with each other and. The same guy, when you got the Holy Trinity, that's the GM, the quarterback, and the coach, they're all on the same page. Like, they're all back. They're all returning. Outside of the first few years, a couple years after we came back in 99, we've never had, have we? I don't think, a one-off season <laughs> we have where enough, we're keeping all three. And we, we have like enough, all three. We have enough ex-GMs, head coaches, and quarterbacks that could, like, they could, like, populate a small nation or like the army of a small nation. Bottom line, there's a ton of them. Anyway, uh, let's start with who we didn't get. JJ Watt. And people are like, Oh, JJ Watt, come to Cleveland. You know, ah, nah, you don't deserve us. I like JJ. He's done a lot for the city of Houston. He's obviously a hall of fame player. Uh, and no knock against the Cardinals. They got, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league. Uh, their QB is turning into a freak himself good solid team but you know don't come out and be on your platform looking to compete for super bowls and then go sign with the cardinals yeah great. just say you want to get paid and he did get paid good for him 
Go get yeah. the bag and just say, I want to get paid. But hey, I'm not an agent. I'm not a publicist. Thank God. Because we have a lot of problems with people then. <laughs> but anyway, sure. let's celebrate who we did bring back. Hollywood Higgins. <laughs> Dude, I got to say this just because I think it's funny. Who are we as sellouts to judge our fellow sellout? That's like also guy, very true. The guy gets it on a yeah. much different scale. So we're both in the same camp, even though we don't get paid and he does. But Hollywood. Hollywood is back. So excited. And you know what? I I hate to say that I was surprised because a lot of people, a lot of writers, a lot of analysts were essentially already guaranteeing he's not or he wasn't coming back to the Browns. So the fact that he took another very friendly deal to come back, I am so excited. I want this guy to retire a Brown so bad. I know that the, there's probably going to be a lot of changes next season, which we're not even going to think about now, but I love Hollywood so much. Whatever paranormal communication him and Baker have on that field with each other uh, can't be understated, and I'm just so glad that he's back. Did you know – of all the wide receivers we drafted the year with him, he's the only one still in the NFL. I did know that because you mentioned it before the episode, but I'm going to act like I knew it before the episode. Uh, whatever. Yes, six stat. Welcome back, Hollywood. Can't wait to see this guy tear it up this year. Big year, Mr. Higgins. Big year indeed. Can't wait to have you on the podcast. Let's get into the defensive side of things, Kevin. Yes, please. What do you know about Mr. John Johnson the third out of freaking LA. John Johnson the John Johnson the third is going to be an instant crowd favorite, fan favorite. If you have not watched his intro press conference with uh, the Browns media, I highly recommend. This guy is just going to be straight up fun. Not to mention, uh, you have some stats on him, Raleigh. I do, Kevin. He has a PFF grade of eighty four point five. So JJ the third was a top five safety in the league last year. Obviously a place we needed a little more depth in. Uh, and he was our number one target in free agency for Andrew Barry. So let's just repeat this again. For the first time in our lives, we, we have the Holy Trinity that's together finally. And we got the number one free agent that we wanted on our list. And he said that coming to Cleveland along with a lot of these other eight free agents that we signed, they said the same thing that this was, the dream scenario. This was where they wanted to be. It made the most sense. Some of them took less money to come here. These are things that my my small brain and 20 years of torture can't even comprehend at the moment. But we're there's very good things ahead, knock on wood here. Feel me? I do. Uh, I have to fact check myself. PFF grade of 85.6, not 84.6. So my bad. It's higher. Um, also, Safety was one of our glaring needs last year. We had a lot of needs on the defensive side of the ball. We went from having no depth to John Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, who balled out last year for us, and the return of Grant Delpit. In 2018, he was like the debut debut of Grant Delpit. Correction. Correct. The debut, he got a freak injury in, was it the offseason last year? Training camp. Um, But he'll be back. He was like, one of the best, if not the best, safeties in 2018 year. Um, anyway, so excited to see how those guys work with Joe Woods' famous three. Uh, safety. Uh, <laughs> so excited to see how they do with Joe Woods' famous three safety defense. I'm excited, Kevin. Are you excited? Very much so. Troy Hill, also from L.A. So we got teammates from the Rams 
coming over to the Browns as a free agency signings. Uh, Troy Hill is a Youngstown, Ohio, born and raised. Love that. He's excited to be here, too. Here's a fact, staff, for all your basses. Last year, the Rams were one of the top defenses in the NFL. Their top two secondary players, J.J. the third and Troy Hill, now playing for the Cleveland Browns. You both let are that both sink in know. one more time. We have people that are coming to Cleveland because they want to be here. They're not just sunsetting their careers as old free agents. Again, I'm not going to name a few names over the past few years, like a certain wide receiver with the initials DB. Um, incredible. I, I can't say enough how good of a job this front office is doing, and I applaud it. No jinxy. No jinxy. We're not. No, I've, no I've, already, I've knocked out. By no means. Times. By no means are we saying that we're above shit to happen, but we are saying no, that our front office is making the. Everyone right. knows that. Yeah, the we're front office Browns is fans. doing what they're supposed to do, and that's make kick-ass moves in the offseason. Uh, you can never have too much depth at cornerback. Uh, he'll be playing oppo of Denzel Ward, and Greedy Williams is coming back. Please See, here's what we keep forgetting: is that if Greedy's even just half decent which he should be, if Delpit comes out and is above average, that's a monster defensive side of the secondary right there. We've never had that. We've never had, you know, many riches back there all at the same time. And it's just, again, it's just, um, I'm speechless. I'm aroused. It's just so many great things. Uh, let's get into <laughs> Mr. Malik Jackson. Um, he is a former Super Bowl champion. Uh, there was a video of him. I don't remember who he was playing, but there was a goal line stance and the ref put the ball down at the one and he like nudged the ball back like a foot and a half away from the (laughs) goal line. And I'm like, I don't know much about him, but that's the guy you want. The guy who cares. Absolutely. Malik Jackson signed a one-year deal with the Browns for $4.5 million. Former pro bowler from the Eagles. He will come into camp and compete with Andrew Billings, who we're also getting back from the COVID opt-out list. They will both be replacing Larry Ogunjobi, who left the Browns to sign with the Bengals. Love Larry. Nothing but the best. Um, But I'm excited that we're really, really showing up uh, the side of the ball. And we are bringing back linebacker Mr. Malcolm Smith. Sure are. Uh, He was... He was a uh, freaking Super Bowl MVP. Sure was. For the Sweethawks. They're actually the Seahawks in my fantasy league. Shout out the fantasy league. One of our buddies drafted only uh, Seahawks players and named them the Sweethawks. I don't know why, but I just think that is so funny. Um, That's such a Browns move, though. He was one of our better linebackers. Dude, at linebacker, we needed all the help we can get. Yeah, especially after that Kansas City game, that's certainly an area that we need. Uh, regardless of you know, whatever money we're paying him, th- his veteran presence, I know that that term gets thrown around a lot on that side of the ball in the locker room with a lot of these young guys is going to be more valuable than anything else. Um, you know, he's not an MVP caliber player. He knows that. Everyone knows that. He's not going to have 20 sacks next year, but he's still more than serviceable and is a great addition to have back there. Yeah, really, a big part of this was just getting serviceable depth at any and all positions on the yep. defensive side of the ball. Preach. Doing big things. Uh, also, linebacker Anthony Walker from the Indianapolis Colts, which, like, go on about the social media uproar. This was just a surprise. I Okay, the Colts, I shouldn't say a surprise. The surprise, the reaction was what was a pleasant surprise. I mean, Anthony Walker came over from the Colts, uh, signed a one-year deal. Colts were one of the best defenses in the league last year as well. 
his teammates were on Twitter after he signed with us openly saying just how sad and brutal this was, like how much they're going to miss him in that locker room and on that field. Huge leader of that team, obviously. And to have just another veteran presence, uh, a leader like that on that side of the ball and in that locker room at all is incredible. One more thing, I guess, just to put a blanket over all the free agents. Uh, so many of them, actually every single one of them, I think at this point, in their opening press conferences with the media said that once they signed, the first person that texted them was Baker. Gotta so again, love it. For the fifth time this episode, the fact that we just have a, a grown adult proper organization from top to bottom now is just so nice and refreshing, but very excited for him as well. Again, uh, way, way, way more help on linebacker. Um, he's going to be a big addition back there. We have talent. I think they're loading the roster with talent. Talent doesn't win you games. There has to be a degree of locker room chemistry. And I do believe that the Browns organization as a whole, the culture has been steering in the right direction since 2018 since Baker Jarvis, I would give them the the vast majority of that credit, but having guys on the defensive ball side of the ball that can help harness this raw power that we now possess, it gives me chills. And oh yeah, let's get into the final off season move discussion of the evening to Karis McKinley. Karis McKinley signed a one-year deal with us for $4.25 million. He comes over from well, – he started – he was drafted. It was with the Falcons for a few years. Had a little bit of a falling out there. Uh, tried to go to San Fran and Cincy, who claimed him off waivers last year, but he failed physicals, and he landed in Las Vegas, where he was ended up on the IR. Anyway, he's looking for a fresh start. He's a former first-round pick. I have never been more impressed with – a player's press conference than I was with his intro press conference after he signed. I highly recommend you watch that. Even just a few minutes of it. He shows up, he's wearing a suit and tie. He said, Hey, I'm all business here. I want to show that I'm all business here. His answers, the things that he was saying were so just mature, grown adult stuff. Um, I, I am extremely excited to see what this guy can do. I think he's looking for that, uh, uh, to re what's what I'm looking for, Raleigh? Revamp, restart his career, if you will. He had a boatload of sacks his first couple of years in the league. Um, then again, had some, you know, a little bit of falling out with Atlanta. I don't know all the details there. I'm not gonna pretend I do, but he knows what opportunities lay in front of him playing next to Miles Garrett. So this guy could be the sky's the limit for this guy, and especially next to Miles. I'm a big fan of signing defensive players like it in his uh I don't know, status, the prove, if you will. The prove it deals. The prove like, it deals. The prove it deals. He's got one year. He's going to, even if he, let's say that I don't know this guy at all. Let's say hypothetically, he doesn't care about the Browns. He doesn't live, sleep, and die Browns. That's a stupid phrase. He's playing for the contract, if all nothing else. In fact, Kevin, delete that entire fucking part. Um, huge bonus. I'm pretty sure that there's only two guys in the NFL whose names have tack involved in them, like as like a syllable. We got tacky tacky and Takaris McKinley. There's a lot of potential there if one of them causes, if Takaris causes like a deflection and a pick to tacky tacky, that's going to be unreal. Like I, I cannot wait to hear the announcers just 
make some epic like pun on that, or we can just talk about it later in the following week's episode. But it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wildly tacked about. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Speaking of talkie talkie, man, I'm not DMing you anymore. I can't quit ignoring me. I'm but a humble person asking for you to come on our podcast, but I'm the one playing hard to get now. So you can you can come after us, but no, seriously, come on. We want to talk to you on the podcast. Want to tack to you on the podcast. We want to tack to you on the podcast. Yes. Hey, we got puns. That's, that's a great way to. Uh, that's a great way to conclude the first episode of preseason three. We got a bunch of good stuff coming up in this preseason three season, whatever you want to call whatever it. We're going to call it uh, we again. Notable guests. We are going to talk about the draft. I don't know what the hell the Browns are going to do with the twenty sixth overall pick. Um, yeah, we're still trying to figure. Again, we've said this before in the podcast. We didn't even know there were that many picks in the first round. We've never been out of the top what three. So excited for that. Uh, once again, excited to be here with Fan Sided Minute Media. Uh, you know, grateful to, to find a partner who has really the same vision that we do. Excited for what this season is going to bring and our partnership moving forward here. So thanks for having us. That was pretty well said. Thank Good you. night, Cleveland. Good night, Cleveland.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.